0: Welcome to this podcast by Global Church. We are a church planting movement wanting to reach cities from here to everywhere, one to everyone. If you want to find out more information, check out our website on www.globalchurch.co.uk. God doesn't want us, He doesn't want to shrink your life. That's what most people think when they become a Christian. It's like, so what can't I do now? I can't do this, can't do that, can't do the other. And it's not so much that, it's more what you can become. It's not even what you can do for Jesus, because a lot of people make that mistake, well, I'm doing this for Jesus, and I'm doing that for Jesus. God doesn't want you to do more, He wants you to be more. He wants you to be more, more wise, more patient, more strong. Realize you are so valuable. That's a, when, you, when you realize that, Jesus tried His best to get it through to people in His day to say, you are more valuable than birds and pets. That he, tried his, he said, you are more valuable than they. He says, you know, the birds of the air don't sow our spin. But God provided for them. You are more valuable. And we don't think we are. We think a car's more valuable. Yeah. And if we had to get into a Bentley or a Rolls Royce or something like that, who's ever, who's ever gone in one of those? I just go to showrooms just to smell the new leather and all that. Like I buy nothing. They hate me. But it's just, you click that door you think that didn't need slamming at all. That almost closed itself. And you can smell the newness and the freshness and it's beautiful. And you know what? You would look after that. You would guard that car, car with your life. And yet you are more valuable. You are way, 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 way above that car. Our problem is we don't think we are. That house that you're living in you are where we serve our houses we paint it we elixir paint and all that we get the professionals in to do this that and the other we talk and titivate our gardens but you know what you are worth so much more but most of us don't believe it because that house has got all me worth in and you're like forget it i've got 15 of them suckers and uh, they drive me sometimes i think i'm serving them I have, to, I have to convince myself I'm cultivating them so that one day I will reap an harvest from them. Yeah? yeah. And everybody, look at Dave show, does he think he is? They'll know in about 10 years' time exactly who I am. Boom! <laughs> that was meant to be funny. <laughs> what I'm trying to do is stretch you because we're frightened to be big. Yeah. We're frightened. It's like who got called a big head when they were younger. Anybody? I'm on my own. Oh, there's three of us there. Big head. And, and so you, you think, well, let's just tone it down a little bit. And it's like, no, no, no. Let's let, let unleash the beast. We've got to let it go. To live large, you've got to break free from the shackles of smallness. Mm. So go with me on this. Just go. That's good, Dave. so <laughs> you'll get more back when you... Honestly, I'll be on for an hour if you, if you do that kind of thing today. So... I want to say today that the devil is a thief. Jesus said, the thief comes to steal, kill and destroy. But I have come that you might have life and life in all its fullness or abundant life. Not just life, but abundant life. Who's ever gone out on a night out and you know you've got loads of money? Yeah, anybody? Sorry, I lost the new generation to that. And you've got loads of money and you're not worried about what you're going to have. There's times when you go out and you think, I can afford that and I can afford that. By, by pub number three, I'll be, I'll be bowing out gracefully and I'll say, I've got an headache, I'm going home or something like that. Pretend to be drunk. <laughs> anyway. The devil is a thief and he's been stealing your peace and your healing and your money from right underneath your nose. And, it, and mine. And he does it so subtly and because we don't always have a spiritual mindset, and nobody's taught us about these things, it happens and we think, let, let, let me just demonstrate what I'm saying. Who's ever got a pay rise, and then the car breaks down? Who's ever been saving for a kitchen? You're almost there, and then the roof leaks. You've got to get somebody up to on the... Uh, and all that money that you've took time and patience, and it all goes. And you think, well, it's just life. No, it's not. You've got to look at first causes. Everyone says first causes. Oh, we're going deep today. We're going deep. First causes. It's either God or it's the devil. Yeah? yeah. And, and I know that doesn't go well in our sophisticated day that you talk about the devil. But when you know how subtly he is, you realize you've already been tricked into, into not believing in him. But when you do believe in him, what are the first causes? It just happened to me and, me and Shelley. You know, she's just been moved from one one, uh, uh, area into another area. And overnight, we lost 500 quid a month. Overnight. So I got her a paper round. I said, don't worry. (laughs) Nothing will change. So, and it it just goes. And it looks like, oh yeah, that makes sense, because you're retiring and want to train other people up. Right from underneath our nose, we lose 500 quid. It's funny, isn't it? You commit things to God in prayer. They've just asked her to go back. Get in. I've got a new leather jacket. I haven't. I haven't. I did the devil's work for him. We bought this for my son. And he don't wear it. So I went down to London and I took it off him. Right from underneath his nose. It's a beautiful thing. Kids. Don't kids want to make you cry? (laughs) Right. Let's get into God's Word, shall we? Let's get into God's Word, shall we? There we go. Genesis chapter 30. You've had Abraham and then his son Isaac. Now, his grandson Jacob, yeah? They're called the patriarchs, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. God was known as the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And so, he's always had a title, he's always had a a name, he's always connected with somebody on earth so that you can relate to other people on earth, yeah? And so, when you want to know, because there were lots of people serving lots of different gods, and God wanted to be known for who he was, and he was different from all the other gods. And so... Uh Jacob was a bit of a twister, a deceiver. And uh, doesn't that give you hope when you're a Christian? <laughs> hope deceivers going, yeah, that's brilliant. Isn't it a gift? <laughs> no. And he fell in love, did Jacob, with like his cousin. Well, some relative anyway, right? And he said to the dad... I want to marry him, so they, they, they worked out a kind of dowry. And he said, you'll have to work seven years for her. And he loved her so much. Seven years seemed like nothing. And when he, he, he went for the, you know, the wedding, it was a week celebration. On the night that they were going to consummate the, the marriage, he went to bed. But the father put the older daughter in the bed and kept the younger daughter, who he wanted to marry, out. So in the morning, Jacob woke up and he slept with his wife's sister. <laughs> I love the Bible because it puts a mess in the message. It doesn't hide anything. So Jacob wakes up and he thinks, what are you doing in here? And he goes back to Laban and he said, you deceived me. Hey, the deceiver is now being deceived. He said, you deceived me. And uh, Laban, the man's called, he said, in our culture you marry the first daughter first. You know, she has to get married first. And he said, so, if you'll work for me for another seven years, you can have the other daughter. La, 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 la. (laughs) So, if he was Jewish, he was a bad Jew. (laughs) So, he had to do that, right? Well, he wanted to do that. So, eventually, his father-in-law... Had twisted him and changed his wages 10 times. Who's ever had a pay cut? Who's ever had your wages changed for the worse, not for the better? Right from underneath your nose, you've been robbed. And you think it's the company and you think it's the boss. First cause is who's behind all that? But Laban said to him, Oh, so, so Jacob said to Laban, I'm out of here. I've served you for 20 years. Fourteen for your daughters, six for your cattle. And he says, and I'm not rich. I, need to, I want my own stuff. I've got to get going. But Laban said to him, if I find favor in your eyes, please stay. I have learned by divination that the Lord has blessed me because of you. That's good. Your bosses should be blessed because of you. Because the blessing's on you. It should pour into the business. You curse your business. You keep slagging your business off. And you might end up not having a job. You keep having a go at your boss. You might not have a job. You know what I'm saying? It's how the blessing works. You've got to understand how the blessing works. If I find favor in your eyes, please stay. I've learned by divination that the Lord has blessed me because of you. He added, name your wages and I will pay them. What a good place to be. You'd love to be in that place where your boss says, name your wages. Become a great server in your place of work. I just I just sense there's somebody gonna have that happen to them. Somebody's gonna come and say, I wanna keep you, name your wages. And when you've named it and they say they agree, he said, No, no, I've just I've only just begun. Page two. <laughs> anyway, a bit of wisdom for you there. Jacob said to him, You know how I have worked uh, uh, how I have worked for you and how your livestock has fared under my care. The little you had before I came has increased greatly. And the Lord has blessed you wherever I have been. That's a confident statement, isn't it? The blessings on his life, the blessings on your life. And um, so, you know, when, when you give your life to Jesus, the blessing of Abraham just comes upon your life. And the supernatural kicks in. So the little you had has, has greatly increased. But now... When may I do something for my own household? What shall I give you, he asked. Listen to this, he said, don't give me anything. What are your wages? Don't give me anything. Why do you think he'd say that? It's so that he's no longer under his regime. Don't give me anything. I don't want to be under you. You being, well, I pay your wages. He's now striking out with a new deal. He takes bottle to do that. And some people, they work for a company, then they leave it, and then they go back and renegotiate the job, and they get a better job, uh, less hours, and more pay. That's the blessing working for them. Yeah. One of the guys who helped me start Global, that, it happened to him in Norwich Union. And, uh, you know, he stepped out in faith, everything went wrong, he went back to his company, and instead of working five days a week, he worked three days a week, and he got a pay increase because he went back as a consultant. Just put that word, consultant, in front of your name. It's amazing what it can tell you. <laughs> He's become a millionaire, because he lived by these principles. We discovered them together, me and him, and a few, uh, few others. He bought a mansion in London that nobody wanted to touch. Anybody remember Ku Stark, the model that used to work with Prince Andrew? So, some, of you, some of the, uh, those above 40 will know it. Well, she used to live in this house, she used to party in this house, and do you know what? It was so full of nicotine, nobody wanted to buy it. And my mate just waltzed in. It had been empty for about 20 years. My mate waltzed in and just bought it at rock-bottom prices, bulldozed it, built another, and it's worth a (laughs) gazillion. I've watched his journey. It's absolutely... And do you know what? His wife would not believe nothing like that. She believed in Jesus, and she was a Christian. She wouldn't believe, and then one day, we both went for a farmhouse, and he got it. (laughs) Dang I was showing him, I said, this is what I'm going for. And he got it. And there was a big bill came and all sorts of things. I won't bore you with the detail, but they needed a massive miracle. The day that miracle happened, she, she rang me up. I went across and her and Matt stood there like Cheshire Cat's green. And she goes, Dave, I will never doubt again. She says, I am, I'm going to stop trying to work it all out. Because that's what you do. You know, and that's right that we, we, but, but once, once the miraculous kicks in, you can't work it out. You have to walk by faith, not by sight. You've just got to walk in it. So anyway, What can I give you? Uh, what, where were we? Don't give me anything," Jacob replied. But if you will do this one thing for me, I will go on tending your flocks and watching over them. Let me go through all your flocks today and remove them. Uh, Remove from them every speckled or spotted sheep, every dark-colored lamb, and every spotted or speckled goat. They will be my wages, and my honesty will testify for me in the future. Whenever you check on the wages you have paid me, any goat in my possession that is not speckled or spotted, or a lamb that is not dark-colored, will be considered stolen. Agreed, said Laban. Let it be as you have said. And Jacob made a deal with Laban for his daughter Rachel, and, uh, and, and the other daughter he got tricked but honestly now he's made this other deal he's got his family he can now make his own money and he's moved out of wages yes, yes. he's got his own money they call them wages but he's moved he's now in control of how much he earns and when you read the story it's amazing because he cuts uh, different branches from different trees and he cuts uh, like a, a bit of bark off all the way down so that it's spotted and he puts them where these where these animals would mate or where they would eat, so that when they would see them, and then they become spotted and speckled. It's called visualization. Psychologist tells: us, it's incredible what you see and what you move towards. Uh, what, what you see and think about, you will move towards. And it happened miraculously. In fact, there's been a study where they, did, they repeated this, what Jacob did, and the same thing happened. Anyway, that's not my main message. Let me just move on. You were not intended to work for a job for so long and not be rich. 20 years he had worked for Laban. And he had nothing really to show for it. And so, except a wife, two wives and kids. You were not meant to work a job for so long and not be rich. The Bible says my people are destroyed for a lack of knowledge. It's in Hosea somewhere. And we've got to know, I'm trying to bring you some knowledge of principles from God's word so that we learn how to handle the stuff that comes our way. And we love being generous, but to be generous, you've got to be be able to supply what you're giving out. And I want us to say today, to know today, that God is our source and our supply. He is. But the blockages are with our thinking and our practice. Because often what He supplies, we eat, or we spend on holidays or whatever, new cars, and not, not wronging themselves, you know that. But we, we, we don't understand what we're supposed to do with our jobs that provide our wages. We're not meant to stay there. The jobs are meant to be seed for yourself, for your thing. That eventually you move out of that job and now you're, you're running your own business. You're running your own financial affairs and you can earn as much as you want. There's no ceiling there. That's what it's meant to be. Now, for some of you, you'll think, that is brilliant. And for others, you'll like, oh, not no. I think that's for somebody else. I'm, I'm quite, you know, I'm happy with my wages. And I understand that thinking. But in Genesis, it talks about go, going and multiplying, going dominating your environment and bringing out uh, and, and taking all the good things from your environment, yeah? And making it multiply, making it become bigger. And God was never into shrinking. Evangelical Christians have got us into shrinking. But God has got big vision. And so we've got to change our thinking. The thing that keeps us locked into a job is fear. And sometimes fear and laziness. Oh, I can't be bothered with all that. I've just been on a course this week and I'm looking at it. Two-day course. Okay, I did one and a half days, but I've always been a bad boy at school. (laughs) So I got there, I'm thinking, oh, geez. You know, tr- learning a new skill is driving me nuts. But I, there's things that I want to do, I and mean, my present situation doesn't allow me. I want, I want bigger. I want more. Yeah. And you'll find phrases in the Bible that says, you've got this, but God says, how much more would I give you? Yeah. How much more? Let God be your source and your supply, not your job your job is something that God got you. You said, no, no, I, I did me interview. My CV was brilliant. Listen, first causes. God has got you your job. He sets you up. And He sets you up for success. But we, 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 we miss the success and we keep hold of the job. So, you know, sometimes the way that God leads us is not to leave the job, but to get promotions. So that where you used to serve in that place, now you run it. And so it's not about being... You can look and say, well, you're just just control freaks. It's like, well, if we're not controlling it, somebody else is. Who wants somebody else to control their life? Even God Almighty doesn't want to control your life. He wants you to control it. He wants you to have the wisdom to know the right decision to make. He's not a control freak. He's a guide and a helper. That's what Jesus said about the Holy Spirit. John chapter... Something like that. You see, you were never... Meant to live by your wage. You were meant to live by the blessing. And the blessing is explosive when it gets on your life. It's Let me just... I've written some things down there. You get extraordinary wisdom beyond your years. Incredible favour with influential people. Explosive growth in your finances. Not just getting by or or by saving up by. Supernatural increase. And God can increase you daily. That's what He did with Isaac. Daily He got wealthier and wealthier. Who love that? I'm with a guy on Friday who made 250 grand on on Thursday and by the end of play, no, on Wednesday, and by the end of play on Thursday, he made another 200 grand that day. Every day. Increasing in wealth. And I was really upset because I asked him to be my best friend and he said no. (laughs) He's teaching his kids how to do what he does and his kids are at school and they earn more than the teachers. How cool is that? shut up, miss, or I'll, I'll, I can buy you or sell you. <laughs> Doesn't board well, does it? That kind of stuff. But honestly, he's an amazing fella. And you look at that and you say, that kind of life and lifestyle is intended for some of us. Yeah. Because not all of us want to go, I'm just saying that, some of us, because not all of us want to go snowboarding for three months of the year. He loves it. He's in Japan and all these kind of places. He loves all that he gets dropped off helicopters onto snow. He absolutely loves it. I'm thinking he's crackers. (laughs) So, Jesus showed us, he had to reintroduce the blessing. You know we hear that blessed are the poor, blessed are the peacemakers, blessed are the blessed are... What is he doing? He's reintroducing, in his kingdom, the blessing. And he's like, you've got to get hold of this blessing because it will transform you. Not just on the outside, but on the inside. And gives us wisdom. And it's just, But he has to reintroduce the blessing. Jacob worked for 20 years and his wages were changed many times. Ten times to be exact. By Laban. He was playing with Jacob's paycheck during that 20 years. His father-in-law playing with his paycheck. And you know, the devil plays with your paycheck so often and we've just put it down to circumstances and situations and what's going on in the nation Um, but you know what Uh, behind it the enemy works and also i believe that god would 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 get a dissatisfaction put into you we said i'm fed up of this who's ever said that do you know i'm fed up of this i'm fed up of living like that And we have to have the bottle. This isn't a macho thing. This is a spiritual thing. We need the boldness of the Holy Spirit to say, right, I am setting up a plan to be out of this. And I'm going to get there. Not by risk. Not by just, oh, I've jacked my job and I felt the Holy Spirit told me. That's just silly. But by having a plan and working the plan till you've got something else going alongside of your job that supersedes your job, that there's a better future in it. And then there comes a time where you jump ship. And then you can spend all that time now on your own business growing that. And that's, that's what I want to bring really to you today. The little that you had before I came has increased greatly. And now the Lord has blessed you wherever I have been. You've got to realize when you give your life to Jesus Christ, you are blessed. You're not going to be blessed. You are blessed with every blessing. And wherever you go, wherever I go, I expect to take blessing. It was raining when I got off the train, coming back from London yesterday, so I nipped into the bar at the train station. Cafes were shut. I don't know why they were all shut, so I just nipped into this bar and I thought, I'll just let the rain pass. <laughs> Ten pints later, I thought it's been a good afternoon. <laughs> I didn't. I had one pint, but I got talking, talking to these ladies, and, um, and one I thought was my age, she's a, a bit older and lovely, lovely, and she's with her daughter, and we're talking. What a conversation we had. And we talked about philosophy, we talked about books, we talked about the gospel, I talked about the kingdom of heaven, and business, and and, and just at the level. It was like like God had brought us together for this conversation. And Mother just sighed, and she goes, Dave, can I get you another drink? (laughs) I said, no, no, I'm going. But for about an hour, we had a conversation. And I thought, I've got to get home, got to get my talk done. I've been doing it on the train, so I, goes down, I thought I'll go and see my mate in Maltin so I went into the Maltins because it's on the way home. <laughs> and I went in there and I saw a few people and then these Americans came and uh, so I started chatting to them and uh, before you know it explosive conversations went on and uh, it was amazing I even got a quote on forgiveness from uh, Shylock in Shakespeare absolutely brilliant <laughs> so, so I'm in there and I thought I've got to go home and honestly, I walked in the first pint, I didn't pay for it. It's, it's just, it's just. So I get to the Biltmore because it's slightly a detour, <laughs> but I thought I'll just go and see how everybody is because it's such a wonderful day. <laughs> and honestly, the conversations, I was talking about the I ams, the seven I ams of John's gospel to this couple last night. I mean, they were falling asleep, but never mind, I were going for it. And it's just beautiful. And then I got home for about eight o'clock. <laughs> My gosh, what a day. But I want you to see that, you know, life's so much bigger. I want you to get a bigger life. Our lives, it's not about being boring, but honestly, it's not just boring, it's killing your soul. Because you've no way out, and I've been there, and I don't want to go back. And and so, what I want for me, I want for you. And I know some of you won't be bothered, and that's up to you. Your life is your life. But this isn't just about you getting rich or me getting rich. It's about us being resourced so that we can be a blessing to others. It's a beautiful thing. You know, I prayed about getting this house in France. We bought it. Somebody came along and said, I want to pay for it. You've got to have money to do that. Because I've got other properties. And I don't know who else to look at. Who's going to pay for them for me? (laughs) But I don't want to be on the receiving end. I've been on the receiving end when, when we had no money as, in, in, in Lancashire. And if you watch me, I, try, I want to be generous all the time. Why? Because I know what it's like not to have nothing. Yeah. But I also know what it's like to have to keep receiving. And I don't want to, re- I, I don't want to be proud, but I want to be a giver. Yeah. I, 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 you know, the church is, oh, oh, I've just been blessed with this, and I've just been blessed with that. That's good. I had a day where everything went so good for me yesterday. But that's not my lifestyle, that's not what I want. I want to be a one that can bless people and have the resources to bless. So and I want that for my church. Why? Because we're gonna we're gonna reach cities and we're gonna transform cities. Deuteronomy chapter six, God says, I am gonna give you cities that you didn't build. He's gonna give us cities. And when, you, when God gives you a city, imagine God giving you a city. He said, "What? what what's He going to do? Like, is it yours?" He said, "No, no, no. He's going to open that city up, and when we walk in, He's going to show us so much favour that we have influence in that city." I know a guy in America when he moved, he moved state, he went to another city, and planted a church there. First thing he did, he went to the mayor of the city and said, "Can I meet you? Uh, I'm uh, I'm pastor, whatever he was called, and I've come into your city." I need to know who you are, you need to know who I am, I'd like to have coffee with you if, you, if you'd like that. I went and got a coffee, and that's boldness. Yeah. When I heard that, I thought, I've never done that, <laughs> you know what I mean? So I rang the Queen the other day. <laughs> Sometimes you get it wrong, don't you? No company can pay you enough for you to live the life that God intends you to live. Because it's going to be a life of overflowing. Just to hang around people in global costs you money. It costs you coffees, it costs you beers, or whatever it is that you drink. It, co- it costs you time. Yeah. And we want to be so much in, in this world, in people's lives, that they, they learn, they have to trust us before they'll believe what we're talking about. Yeah. That takes time. And it takes money. And that's why I want, I'm, I'm giving you the principles yeah. so that we can make money. So before you get the principles, you've got to have permission. And I'm giving you the permission. It's not wrong to be rich, in fact that's God's intention for everybody and people say well if everybody were millionaires on the earth, it wouldn't work would it, I'm thinking yeah you just have a high standard of living for everybody of course it will work because we'll always need joiners and when Steve turned around and said yes it's a gazillion dollars for that it's only a doorpost Steve we knew you were expensive (laughs) but you see when you're a millionaire you can charge that and when you're a millionaire you can pay for that I'm just saying. You know, even in the most poor country in the world, the entrepreneurs will be on top. This shocked me, but it's true, because I go to Africa, as you know. But even in places where, like Ethiopia, where the, you know they had the drought and, 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 and famine and stuff in Chad, there were people there that would be able to barter because of people's needs and some of the resources that they had. And they would come through the to get ideas. And they start poor but they end up getting rich because they have ideas. And we're not talking nicking and stealing, but that's how it is. And we've got to be the same here, entrepreneurs, entrepreneurial. You don't have to live within the limitations of what you can earn for a year. Um, You can create you can do what what Jacob did. You can create your own wages. And so, if you live by your wages, it's all finished. That's all, you know, your weeks and your months are predicted. That's it. But if you change your thinking and realize that your wages were meant to be a seed or seeds to sow to create more. When that happens, you you don't think, right, well, we've got to go on holiday. We've got to do this. We've got to have that new house. We've got to have that... You wait, and you say, that'll come later. And it's, it's delayed, what's it called? Delayed gratification. And we hold, and we build up something whereby your business then pours a lot more money into your life than what your wages did. But too many of us, even the farmers did that. The farmers, if they, if they you know, they get all, they bring all the seed in, and then, uh, you know, the tithe, uh, 10% of it, this was in the Bible times, and then they had uh, another percentage where they would sow again into the ground to get the same kind of harvest. And then they should have other over to eat and then others left over to sell, to make profit. Um, and we're supposed to get all of, of our wages and we're supposed to say, right, what can we live on? Now then, the rest, we start to save towards a business, a separate income, Yeah. It starts to become exciting. At first it's boring and, and tedious, but it becomes exciting when you get a few wins. You'll know what the wins are. Many of you have saved up for holidays, and when you get on holiday, you think, this is brilliant, because you've worked so hard for it, and well done. So you know what it's like to get something out of your wages. But there's got to be something more. And it's not got to be, but that's what, I believe that's God's intention for us all. That He doesn't want us to live by paycheck to paycheck. He wants us to have an abundance and and, and, and money in reserve for a rainy day. So that's the kind of vision I have for church and for poor people that we meet up with, that we give them these principles and these principles transform them. That's what I want. See, I don't just want a church where people come and take bread and wine and say a few prayers and feel religious and go back out. And I've heard a sermon on just be kind to cats and your neighbour. I want the word of God to be like fire on the inside of us. And I want us to come here. I can't wait till half of you are so confused saying, Dave, I've been putting these principles into practice. It's, it's all going wrong. <laughs> and and uh, what I want to say is, first causes. There's a battle that goes on. Because the enemy does not want you to increase. And I've just missed on so many scriptures that I wanted to... Genesis chapter 26, verse 12 says, Then Isaac, this is the dad of Jacob, he said, Isaac sowed in that land and reaped in the same year a hundredfold, and the Lord blessed him. The man began to prosper and continued prospering until he became very prosperous, for he had possessions of flocks and possessions of herds and great numbers of servants. So the Philistines, that is the unbelievers, envied him. I can't wait till the unbelievers look at us and think, how do you lot do this? Can we join your club? I we'll say, it's not a club, it's a kingdom. But well, you can join. He said, Abimelech came to Isaac because he was so blessed. And Abimelech was like the king in that, in that region, the king of the Philistines. He said, go away from us, for you are much mightier than we. That's the explosive power of the blessing on one person's life, Isaac. And you say, well, it's okay, in Bible times you could do this, that, and the other. They didn't have all the kind of regulations and stuff like that. No, they were in famine and drought. So nothing would grow. But Isaac sowed, and in that same year, it reaped a hundredfold. How do you do that? The power of the blessing on your life. It, it defies logic. It defies science. Why? Because it's miraculous. And, and so, anyway, anyway. Let me just keep going. I just want to sow a few seeds into you. Another translation of that is, is that Isaac planted crops in that land and took in a huge harvest. Everyone say huge. Because it's like living lodge, yeah? yeah? God blessed him. The man got richer and richer by the day until he was very wealthy. He accumulated, say accumulated. He accumulated flocks and herds and many, many servants so much so that the Philistines began to envy him. They got back at him by throwing dirt and debris into the wells that his father's servants had dug back in the day. And uh, finally, Abimelech told Isaac, Leave. You've become far too big for us. Living life large. But it starts with us getting all of the small things and working it, working it, working it. And then you get explosive growth. Money must have a mission. Prosperity fulfills God's purposes. It's there to fulfill God's purposes. Wealth requires wisdom. Otherwise you'll not maximize what you've got. It needs wisdom. Isaiah 58 verse 12 talks about my people will be known as the rebuilders of cities that have gone to the wall. And I want to influence the cities. And we we have magnificent cities in this world. But you know, especially... Well, we have magnificent cities. Let's stay there. But the decay comes from the inside. It's the rot in people's hearts. The rot that sin does to us. And we want to come in and stop the rot. How? By a simple gospel message about Jesus the Nazarene who died on a cross 2,000 years ago. And he died to pay the price of our sin. But he also died to break the power of that sin on our life and to restore the blessing that God used to create matter out of uh, like invisibleness, if that's a word to create matter out of nothing that same blessing was put on Adam to enlarge the garden of Eden and spread it all around the world, Eden like qualities where you didn't work for your food you went to a tree and picked some food up, some fruit off it Yeah, I hope there were more than just fruit in the garden, because there were animals weren't there Sorry, I'm just treading carefully just for vegans here. I've nearly finished, but bear with me. This is important. This is more important than going and getting a coffee. And I'm finishing today because I'm on holiday tomorrow. So everything I said don't do, I've just done. But don't do as I say. Do, do as I say. (laughs) So. That same blessing was on Abraham. To spread God's blessing to every human being throughout the world and when Jesus died on the cross it got fulfilled and anybody that will believe in him can now receive that blessing in fact you do receive it but many of us don't know it and we don't know how to work it let me tell you very simply it's activated and triggered by faith so how can we have faith well uh, uh, Jacob said in uh, Jacob uh, sorry Genesis 28 he says J- uh, Jacob said this to God give me food to eat and clothes to wear, to so that I return safer to my father's household. Then the Lord will be my God, and this stone that I have set up as a pillar will be God's house, and all that you give me, I will give you a tenth. This wasn't done out of duress, our law, this was done out of an expression. He knew his grandad had tithed. Genesis 14 and he tithed to a, a, a man who, who sort of he came with bread and wine at the end of a battle and, and uh, he was a king and, uh, and he was a king of peace and many theologians think that that's a pre-incarnate visitation of Jesus Christ yeah. and Abraham tithed to him and he blessed Abraham with the blessing and that blessing has been coming down the generations um, So his grandson looked and he didn't have anything at that point and he said, if you will bless me I'll give you 10% of everything that you give me. That unlocks. Malachi 3, can we have that up? Malachi 3 verse 8, 8 through whatever. Let's just read it off here. Because sacrifice, our sacrifice or let me put it a better way, our giving triggers the blessing. And it says, you rob me because you, 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 as a nation you're under the curse. Why? Because you're robbing me. How do we rob you, you say? And God says, you rob me in tithes and offerings. Uh, there we go. You are under a curse, your whole nation, because you are robbing me. Bring the whole tithe into the storehouse, that there may be food in my house. Test me in this, says the Lord Almighty, and see if I will not throw open the floodgates of heaven, and pour out so much blessing that there will not be room enough to store it. He wants to open up. Not so much, well, he, he, open up heaven. Heaven opened up when Jesus Christ came, by the way. It's never been shut ever since. But we have, by faith, we've got to receive the blessings that are there for us. And it's when we tithe and give offerings, it triggers the blessing. And things happen and things happen. We had a, a story just the other day from Michael. Who, you know, tithe this first wage and they promised God he would. He tied this first wage, and then what comes back to him is within seconds of him deciding that he rings his mum up to pay her some money that he ordered, and she said, Take off X amount. That X amount was exactly what, what he just decided to tithe. When that happens, and people say, I don't believe in God, somebody like Michael says, Oh, I, I did believe in him, but now I really believe in him because that was way too spooky you know, my mum didn't know the conversation I'd had with God, yeah, and it absolutely buzzed in, and it's God's an encourager, and so it's, it's like, come taste and see that the Lord is good, Psalm 34, and you, you, when you start to get older of this, you, you want to keep giving, I don't just give into church, I, I want to be the one buying the coffees, why, because that's just another way of me sowing, because I want to reap, yeah, said to my kids at Christmas, what do you want? They said, dad, you're not sewing into us. I said, I am. <laughs> we keep sewing. Why? And sew away from yourself. Forget that silly quote, uh, that silly comment. Sew away from yourself. As a church, we saw 10% into other churches for their success. Every year. Um, we're sewing into a guy, Steve Matthews. And he does a lot of teaching on building church. And the Alps churches get strong. And we thought it was a good idea to, to sow into Steve. We've sown into Pakistan, the church out there with uh, Pastor John. We've sown into Africa. We've sown into uh, songs. We've sown into uh, uh, thingy, uh, Life Church. We've, we've sown into Hope City Church, uh, you know, at Sheffield. We've sown into Hope City in Newcastle as well. But we saw. We're a giving church. And, um, and we believe that you know, people think we're multi-multi millionaires, especially in York. Don't tell them any different. But we want people to believe and want people to see that you can't outgive God. And the more you give, the more you've got. You saw the figures on uh, on the vision night. We've now, for the first time, exceeded what we give out in wages. There's now a surplus. And I did that on. I haven't had a pay rise for a while. Anyway. <laughs> I'm joking. Last of all, Matthew chapter 6 verse 24. No one can serve two masters. Either you will hate the one and love the other or you'll be devoted to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve both God and money. This, what Jesus is saying, is not about money. It's about your heart. That's what it's about. You can't serve God and money. And, and so... If you think I'm talking about being greedy today, you've got the wrong spirit. We're talking about something that's very godly, and that is increasing. God wants to increase you. He wants to increase your family. Anybody who had kids, put your hand up. God's increasing you, yeah? Say, so, no, it, it, it was me and my wife. No, no, no. First causes. you wouldn't have any sperm if it weren't for God. I'm just trying to be blunt this morning. You know, We haven't got a lot of time for me to explain birds and bees. Who's living in a bigger house than they used to live in? Who's living in a bigger house than they used to live in when they first got started? Or at least the house that they own now. We started in a flat that we didn't own on Murder Row. It's about motivation. From the team here at Global Church, thank you for listening to this podcast. Please check out our other messages available on the website.